One, two, one, two, mic check, one, two. We in here. Once again, it is WeAreRegalRadio.com, War on Anchor, and the In the Scope podcast. This week, we're doing a three-man formation. Your man Kyle Means here, editor and director, WeAreRegalRadio.com. As always, the man who brings us here, Josh Hicks. Our lead senior writer for uh, War.com and a columnist of Indoscope, the author of Indoscope. And we got our special guest sitting in with us this week, another senior writer focused on the NBA, Mr. Chris Pennant. What's going on, fellas? You know, I'm senior writer. I'm senior now, so I get the discount at the IHOP and whatnot, you know. I <laughs> You're get, right. I get that AARP money off my order. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's a Saturday. I'm glad to be here. Let's do it. Yeah, Josh, how are you doing? Man, I'm all good, man. It's just all about living life with the brothers. So glad that we can able to get, to get the infamous Chris Pennant on my podcast, man. Right, yeah, first, first time. I'm picking up all sorts of nicknames today. I love I'm doing that, man. Right, infamous, like prodigy and half. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are the rooftop in Queensbridge. You're doing it. But yeah, but uh this was up, man. This this is in the scope, man. Another week, a special week for for our man Josh this this week. Uh he's gonna appear not not too uh not too long after you hear this, uh no, if you hear it on Sunday, uh he'll be on sports feed this Sunday, making his initial appearance, his debut appearance on sports feed. Uh, hopefully you'll have both of the guys with him. Do, do you know who you both gonna be on? You, you know of Jared and uh, if my, wait a minute, what's my man name? Do you, do you know they both gonna be on? Uh, it's gonna be Josh Friedman. Josh. And yeah, Josh is gonna be on there, and it's gonna be Andy Masur. Andy was okay. Be yeah, Andy, yeah, Andy been down with them for Price is day one as well. He's the he's definitely that main fill in. So you yeah you. I'm sure they're going to treat you well. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But uh, as always, with ITS and the scope, we use this to, uh, you know, preview your column. And I'm, I'm, as we usually run in the scope on Fridays. I pushed it back to Sunday this week because uh, just to put it, commemorate the the sports feed appearance and put it a little closer to that. Uh, so. That's why you uh, you know you haven't seen it yet, and you you know you, you will see, you will see it on Sunday. But uh, this week though, Josh, you're taking on the NFL again, and uh, a little bit uh, of what you feel is uh, some injustice going on there with one of their top picks going in uh, into the draft this year, uh, Nick Bosa, the number two overall pick. Uh, going to the 49ers. Nick Bosa has been the source of quite a few, quite a bit of controversy. Uh, what's your take on that? And, uh, you know, what what, what do we, can we expect in your column this week? Yeah, Nick Bosa had some controversy recently with um, basically people bringing up old tweets and old social media posts of him calling Colin Kaepernick a clown for his protest derogatory comments against black leaders like Jay-Z, Beyonce, 
um, Serena Williams, Draymond Green, just to name a few. And the overall concept of him supposedly supporting white supremacy. Um, those are some big topics that were brought up regarding his past. Now, I'm not holding this against him because of the fact that, you know, it is past. People change. I believe this and these tweets happened like six years ago or something along those or, or, or over time, like a, like a few months or something like that ago. And he could have been a changed person since then. So I'm not going to fault him for it. But I will say this, is for him to go number two and, to, and for the NFL to overlook his previous history to basically select him for number two, as a number two pick because of his draft. And not to mention that the team that drafted him was the one that got rid of or was against the Colin, Colin Kaepernick protest in the 49ers. It just shows that at the end of the day, players, and especially within the NFL and this league specifically, it's all about talent. If you have talent, you're gonna play, and they'll put up with whatever you have, whatever you deal with to make sure you play. As long as it doesn't hit the mainstream um, issues that, like Colin Kaepernick did, we, NFL has a history of supporting players that have done very, uh, very bad things per se, but giving them second chances to basically better themselves um, across the league. A few players, to just to name a few real quick, uh, 49ers line, former 49ers linebacker Ruben Boston, he was arrested for domestic violence, and even though and even though charges were eventually dropped, I mean he got arrested for it. And three, and it was three days, you know, prior to a game that he was playing out of state, got arrested out of state, was put on the commissioner's exempt list, but he still got picked up by the Redskins three days after he was on that exempt list. So even though he can't play games, they will still he can still basically have employment in the league. Uh, and 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 his only thing that he got out of it was his two game suspension. Kareem Hunt is another player who was suspended and released last year for, for the last few games of the season, including the playoff, because of his involvement in a sexual abuse situation in Cleveland, and he lied to the team about it. So. They did the right thing by releasing him, but less than a few months later, he gets picked up by the Cleveland Browns, even though the contract is not guaranteed, and he has to work for what he has, and since he is on the team, now he has to be suspended for half of the season. I, I get that, but at the same time, at the end of the day, he gets a second chance in the league. The only person that hasn't had a second chance in the league is Colin Kaepernick, and that guy has done nothing wrong, nonviolent, exercises his First Amendment rights, and at the end of the day, has better statistics and has proven that he can still play in this league, especially at the time when all this blackballing situation happened. And it was proven, for the most part, that the team or the NFL blackballed him of the league. Otherwise, he wouldn't have had a settlement. So, throughout all of that, he still doesn't have a chance to play in the NFL. So, and and. Besides all of that going on and representing the NFL, I just also find it surprising as a, as a quick sidebar to this, how the man that contributed to the black balling of Colin Kaepernick and President Donald Trump went out of his way to support Nick Bosa and basically said he's going to congratulate him for his draft uh, pick when he completely dismissed Oklahoma, University of Oklahoma's quarterback, Colin Murray, who was the first player ever in history 
to be selected in the first rounds of both the NFL and the MLB draft. Bo Jackson couldn't do that. Deion Sanders couldn't do that. This is the only guy that's been able to do that. And on top of that, he was the black first. He's been the first black drafted uh, person overall in a very long time. So because of that, it's just an unfortunate reality that we live in, and we should not be surprised that this is happening because it's like like we've had conversations before. It's not at the NBA, where the NBA is very social justice conscious, very supportive of its players up front. And they, and they have a zero tolerance policy as far as what goes on, not just between men, but also between the women's league that they have. The NFL is a different is a different realm. There's a lot of Donald Trump supporters in the NFL. There's a lot of white supremacy supporters in the NFL. And they support the concept of, of revenue. And if, you're, if you are a player that brings in revenue, forget what you go through or have done to determine your manhood, could say, or your status in society, they'll get to object just to help bring the revenue in and to help teams win. So it's something that we should not be surprised at, but we should be very disappointed that we as a society accept this type of behavior because it's against what we really, as a, especially as a country, really stand for. Well, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> definitely, Josh. I Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, pretty much everything you say there, man, and you know, it's it's a tough pill to swallow in a, in a lot of ways. This type of uh, development, this type of issue, because it makes it makes you see if you know if you're you know the least bit woke, quote unquote, or you know uh, just really clear minded about this about sports and everything. It, it allows you to see. Uh, sports and society, I should say, allows you to see just what these people are uh, who are running the NFL in particular, and, and in, in, in many ways, major sports in general, and our, and our media, and and you know, a lot of people throughout the country still that feel they feel the, a lot of the same things that Bosa has expressed, and I'll say expressed in particular, and not necessarily feel. Because in a lot of ways, I think he, I don't think he has the strength for his convictions. I think that in a lot of ways he was trolling, and in a lot of ways he was just saying stuff to appeal to certain followers of people that he may want to network with and and be involved with, either socially or business wise, that he knew would be pleased by those statements, including. A Donald Trump, you know, who who could be someone who, as a friend, could be his friend for a long time as he goes forward in in sports and whatever corporate realms that he wants to endeavor in as a as a a, a top NFL star. But uh, with that said, I just I think Bosa is like a lot of people in this country who just want to get under the skin of certain people, be it black people or uh, SJWs, as they call social justice warriors, and they just want they they want to be uh, they 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 just want to be uh, object they want to object to a lot of the developments that a uh, lot that people like you, Josh, and people like me and like minded people, progressive people, you know, 
we want to change things and, and see that see certain things through that are that are part of the foundation of freedom in this country and and uh you know they they just subject to that for whatever reason and you know like I said a lot of them are are unfortunately are in power be it be they uh in government or they own an NFL team or they own a network or whatever and that means that some that people like a Joey Bosa are going to be able to have positions of power and influence that we would rather them not. But that's just part of the fight that goes on. We just got to keep checking these people and, and seeing that the nonsense that they spew and the facts that the, the so-called facts that they try to spew out are, uh, you know, are negated, you know, because, you know, when he, when he talks about Black Panther being the worst Marvel movie, we know that ain't the case. <laughs> we talk about Beyonce being trash. We know that ain't the case. It's just, it's just stupidness. It's, it's just idiocy. So it's really not much of a threat to me, Joey Bosa in and of himself. But, you know, it's something that we can always ridicule and strike down. And we have the right to do that. Just like, you know, unfortunately, Joey has the right. He's earned the right. Uh, or the privilege to play in the NFL because he's worked hard and he's that good of a of a of a football player, and there's really no reason to keep him out of the league. And just, but there also was no reason to keep Colin Kaepernick out of the league, and that's one of the tragedies about the Colin Kaepernick story. And unfortunately, when you look at Colin's situation, it's sort of a, a one of one because nobody really. Nobody else, even his his so-called Cody, you could say, Eric Reed, has been kept out of the league. It's just been Colin. So what what to me that says is that Colin is a very specific situation. Even though there's a lot that we could take from the Colin Kaepernick situation, in the end, the result is very specific. And it's tragic because Colin doesn't deserve that, but... It's also something that we can't necessarily compare ex- ex- exactly. Maybe we compare it in the abstract, but we can't compare it exactly to what we're seeing with a new player like a Nick Bosa coming to the league and being objectified for certain statements as opposed to an action. That you know, Colin did do an action. It was a passive action, but it was an action nonetheless. And when you talk about people like Ruben Foster and you know, the, the former chiefs who've done all these, you know, these physical things, you're talking about violence. So you're talking about acts of, uh, you know, legal, you know, legal acts and stuff that have to be figured in, in you know, in, in, the, in that course. So, uh, you know, it, it's, 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 it sucks that, like I said, that one man, a, a good man like Colin Kaepernick has to be singled out for doing something that a lot of people were feel, are feeling and are behind, whereas a troll like Nick Bosa gets to gets to thrive and really get off of it. But I, like I said at the beginning, I just don't think he had the strength. He has the 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 strength of his convictions, and when when tested on what he what he said in the past, he's not going to own up to it. And going forward, I think he'd be very stupid if he tries to rile up that sort of uh, emotion again in anybody, be it online or offline. So. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. It's just an unfortunate reality that we live in. And um, until we get it right, it's up to us as 
you know, insiders, as journalists, as um, well, people that, that, like you mentioned, it's up to us to really. And this is the perfect situation where we have to do that, especially within the NFL. Um, I, like you said, I don't, I can't believe he, obviously, from a trolling standpoint, he would say Black Panther was one of the worst movies ever. But then again, he also said that Donald Trump is, is he calls him one of the greatest men to ever live. Yeah. We all know that ain't true. Yeah, so, again, again. It's, it's trolling stuff. It's like, I've, I've heard, you know, uh, Bomani Jones said it's, it's like a bot. You know, it's, it's, it's like one of those Russian bots, you know, somebody who's programmed to say certain things online that get people's attention and rouse people up, you know, and, and there's, of course, there's Americans who do that and who do who go online and do that things, you know, consciously, but they're, they're doing it for the same reasons. So, you know, how seriously do we really take these people, you know, unless they're in a position where they can influence policy and stuff. And unfortunately you can be, a regular person that influenced policy with Donald Trump, take Ann Coulter for one, or uh, or was was Alex Jones. You know, there's been, there's been people like that, simple-minded people in media who have influenced the president to that degree. So who's to say Joey Bosa couldn't as well? But it's it's just like you know, like I said, the, the guys out here to play football, and you know, if I'm a, if I'm a Niner fan, maybe I have. Uh, some sort of uh, internal struggle with me for rooting for him specifically, but as a Bears fan, I could give a damn about him. And when and when the Bears do play the Forty Niners, I could wish for whatever to happen to him, short of uh, getting a, a career in an injury, because I don't wish that on nobody. But you know, if they want to knock his head off and, and knock him out of the game, they can feel free. And I think the Bears do play the Forty Niners this year on the schedule. <laughs> So, well, I don't know. The Bears, the Bears won the division, and the Niners didn't, so they might avoid them. Just because I know that I know that's that's mostly how it works, right? You play the other division winners. Well, yeah, yeah. We uh, look it up. Like, you, you got your, you got your phone on. I I think I've, I've looked up the schedule. Well, we we you can you can listen to that on War on Anchor. We, me and uh, Ryan uh, Bukovetsky. I, I don't know. They may they may I don't know. But they they've done, they played quite a few years in a row already though, so they may not. But Either way, you know, whoever they play, I can root against the Niners knowing that Bosa's on their team, even though they got cool people like, uh, you know, Richard Sherman on their team as well. So, you know, but that's how it is in football anyway. Like, like, like uh, that was another thing was said before we started taping is that football, unlike basketball, where the majority of players are African-Americans, black people from America, or black people from overseas or white men from overseas who may not necessarily jive with the stuff that was going on with American whites here. You know, there's you know you still got a lot of American white people from certain areas of this country where Trump and conservatives rule. And, you know, they there's nothing in their lives that's necessarily going to, especially in this fragmented society that we live in. There's nothing that's really going to separate them from certain ideas and values that can, you know, get inside them and, and, and mess them up. And, you know, once they get to a certain place in life, they can spew all the stuff that they want and they get this platform to spew what they want. And, you know, it can be dangerous. But 
It's just something that, again, we have to deal with. Yeah, man. Chris, I want your thoughts on this as well because of the fact that we, we've had plenty of conversations where um, socially consciousness, uh, from a social justice standpoint, is, is, is a, it's a thing for us. And we always talk about um, the different rights and wrongs that we experience on a daily basis and what athletes experience on a daily basis. So I want your input as um, far as Nick Bosa and what um, his past, how it doesn't affect the future, but us as black men, um, from an athlete standpoint, no matter what we tweet out, no matter what we put out, we always get criticized. And it always hurts us in some way, shape, or form going down the future compared to someone like Nick Bosa, where it really didn't have any type of influence at all. And that's the fact, they just sort of dismissed it. Well, I'll admit that I didn't look closely or read too closely into the uh, the comments that he made on Twitter. Um, in, in the sense that you're talking about, Josh, I, want, I do want to address that first. It, it bugs me. It bugs me a lot just because this dude is not only a good football player, it was known for months that he was going to be the number one pick. Everybody thought that the Cardinals were tanking to try and get this dude um, the people that I watch on a semi-regular basis who were following the NFL or the NFL draft were looking at Nick Bosa's number one pick back in the fall. So for the fact that he had this, he was going to be on this pedestal with this spotlight on him, this amount of coverage, this amount of publicity. And then the story just came out of the draft. One, it's kind of telling that nobody was talking about this on a widespread, say, national basis in the fall or even in the, in the winter time before the draft as a potential red flag, it didn't come up. I never heard it come up. I never heard it or, or saw any tell of it as, Hey, this is something you should think about. There was no agenda set by, by media outlets anywhere. And I think that is telling because like you said, there is a tendency for black athletes speech to be, scrutinized more heavily than uh, the speech of white players. There was a, there's a 30 for 30 short on, um, I can't, I, I feel bad. I can't remember the, uh, the, the man's name, but he was an NCAA player in the last year that they played a third place game oh, I know in the NCAA uh, men's basketball tournament. Yeah, and it was Reagan. the same year Ronald Reagan got shot. Right. Yeah. And for some reason, a journalist asked the dude how he felt about how he felt about Reagan getting shot. His answer was, he's no kin of mine. And that was picked apart by, by media outlets. And this is in the pre-social media era. This was the early 80s. But that, that was also a time when the office of the president was much, it was, it was much more revered than it is today. True. And this was even, this was even before people were looking at Reagan as a very anti-black, anti-city, um, yeah. anti-inner-city anti type president. It was is, right, it was before Reaganomics had really taken effect. But just that in itself, the fact that that was, was really jumped on, and part of it was Reagan being a popular president who was coming after a pretty uh, low era for Americans in terms of the oil embargo, and people were really down on Jimmy Carter. So there was a lot of, there was a lot of other stuff that added into that, but that's one example, right? So you have that, and you juxtapose that with Nick Bosa saying all of these kinds of things. And Kyle, you're right. 
social media is different. You can just troll. You can say whatever you want on Twitter. And for the most part, unless you're unless you're um, the kid Meryl, you're not going to get banned. Right. It's funny. So. Right. But yeah, and, and yeah, like like I said too, like you got to look at who owns these outlets, who owns, you know, said the NFL, who owns who owns who owns and runs the NFL. They're not in 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 general. Whether you have a more liberal person, because you you do have some liberal people who run the networks and stuff too. But one thing that they that they all try to do, and this is something that you have to give credit to the right in this country. They have made it. They have weaponized their ability to uh, to belittle the, the press. And any time that the press tries to uh, highlight, you know, something that is seen as being, uh, you know, being critical of Trump or the things that Trump has aired in the society, they make it seem like the, you know, it's fake news, is being is the is the mainstream media being unfair to the president, being unfair to certain people in, in our country. So say if you were ABC, uh if ABC was uh ran the draft coverage uh this year for the first time. If you were ABC, you were Robert Roberts and you had a segment on Nick Bosa's thing. What would happen next? What would happen? What do you think would happen uh, the next morning There's on Twitter? On Twitter? Oh, I mean, if she asked anything, well, there would be a ton of stories on it anyway. But it would, no, her but, her her interview would would be picked apart by competing and opposing news outlets. Now, and by who in particular? Oh, by what? By Donald Trump? Yes. I don't and, know. And these and, and these outlets do not want. They don't want that smoke. <laughs> well, there, there's some. I mean, there's some that, that because the the when CNN. CNN is CNN is CNN. They CNN is already down the line with Trump. They like they've been back and you know, back and forth with Trump all the time. Okay. What, what I'm talking about like the people who aired the draft, ABC, NFL Network, uh, ESPN, ESPN based ABC. You're not you're not getting that type of coverage from them in regards to that. Well, I don't know. I don't know if that has to do with the, the conglomerate, the Disney behind them, or if it's they part of it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, and like I said, say, they just don't, they don't they don't want that they don't want that scrutiny. I really don't think they want that scrutiny. But what bugs me about it is that while you can be a troll on social media, and for the most part, sometimes people just turn a blind eye to it. You have to stand behind your words like that. If 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 this just goes, if this is just like brushed off as a kid thing. I was talking to other people about um, some things like that. I posted something on Twitter. I talked, I wrote you know, like Facebook notes just on just writing back in late high school, early college. And a lot of that was really chauvinist, really bad stuff that I would never, ever write again because it was just, it's, it's not right to say. It was not right to say. But I'm not going to delete that. I'm not going to pull that down because it was who I was. It's not who I am, but it's it was who I was, and erasing it would be duplicitous, you know. So if Nick Bosa doesn't have to stand behind the things that he said at that time, and it's the same thing for we're talking about guys like Josh Hader on the Brewers with things that he said on Twitter, with um, other players who have said things on Twitter about like even Gilbert Arenas and stuff that he posts on Instagram. Yeah, you got to stand behind that. At a certain point, even in the social media era, 
you have to stand behind your words. It's not anybody else's fault that there's less of a gate, uh, that there's less of a gatekeeper, there's less of an, um, a filter. If you say something, you got to stand behind it. And if he gets a pass on this, it just tells me the same thing I already knew about the NFL, that it's trash. Man. Yeah, and, and I mean, this, but, and you can definitely take that opinion and, but I, I think too it extends to society in general and our the way that we interact online. There's very few people, black or white or whatever, any race, who really stand behind their words. And when the time comes, there's very few people who who are willing to, like I say, have the strength of character, the strength of their convictions. And like I said, I just I just don't think that Bosa is gonna upset his money and his uh his opportunities as an NFL player behind this stuff. He said what he said because he's because he said it at the because that's how he wanted to conduct himself at the time. And he had the he had a certain amount of uh, the obscurity at that time that he could uh, you know that he that he could get away with it. So, but now it's been made an issue. He's erased that past, like he said. He doesn't have to live up to it anymore. He just can move forward. And he and he could feel whatever he wants to feel in private, and he's not gonna make the same mistake of uh, repeating it. I think in public, at least on uh, Twitter. But uh, we're gonna um, take it from there. We we'll, we'll come back in a second with uh, some more in the scope, and uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about Josh's uh, you know Josh's uh, big turn on sports feed. Ooh, media parents, boy. In the Scope Podcast, once again, the place to be. This is Kyle Means, Editorial Director, WeAreRegalRadio.com. And Chris Pennant is alongside me, special guest here on the show this week. And, of course, always in in the spot on In the Scope is the man who writes In the Scope every week, Josh Hicks. And um, like I said, before we go into the sports feed stuff, uh, you got any final thoughts on the Joey Bosa exit? Uh, we can read. We can read your complete thoughts on Joey Bosa. I, I keep saying Joey, but y'all gotta correct me now. Nick Bosa. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm see. I'm. I'm a yeah, little. Joey Bosa. I'm a little, yeah, Joey. Joey's cool. Joey's cool as far as we know. He may. He probably feel the same way. But I mean, he, it's, just, he, it's his brother. Yeah, you figure he's yeah. gonna be close. But, but that, that's not always the case. You know, some brothers can be different like I'll, that. I'll have some. But, yeah. Well, you know, but but you know, but he hasn't. He hasn't been stupid enough to say anything online. At least. Yeah. But uh, you know. But uh, yeah, any any final thoughts on Nick Bosa and, and all this stuff before we move over to the sports free stuff? Not really, man. Just the fact that this is the reality that we live in, and for the most part, like we, like we mentioned before, whether he means it or not, it's out there, and people believe, and there are people out there that believe that. Yeah. And it's our job to bring them to the to the to the woke side and let them understand that that's not the way that we should be within this country and just in general yeah. um that's not what we're about and even though historically that hasn't always been the case um it doesn't stop our jobs as people with to utilize our platforms to make sure our voices are heard and to call out those wrong injustices that we go through on a daily basis yeah you gotta hold their feet to the fire either make them see how wrong they are or or make 
to make them and in most cases they can't word out they can't word out why they feel the way that they feel like they, they and not in an intelligent way so uh, e- either you make them out to be frauds which a lot of them are or or you you or you make them look look a uh, small intellectually so i'm i'm glad to, you know i'm glad to do that in either fashion so you know but uh like i say either way you know uh they say Mr. Mr. Bosa is gonna to have to prove himself on the field, and I think there may be some there may be some brothers out there who make him feel it on the field, and make him stand up for those words in, in one way or another. But uh, that's it for that. We'll, we'll leave that alone. And uh, like it's like we said at the top of the show, uh, Josh is gonna be making his debut, his debut on uh, Sports <laughs> Feed Sunday, and uh, gonna be repping the crew. Uh, very, we're very proud of him, and uh, he'll be repping the crew as, as, as always. And uh, yeah, man, just uh, just give us your thoughts on that, uh, right quick, man. What, what do you think, and what what can we expect to hear from you uh, talking with with uh, Josh Fryman and uh, you know Andy Macer tomorrow on W, uh, you know, on WGN set on, uh, but on CLTV is the, will be the airing. Yeah, man, this does. I'm excited for the opportunity. Get to go on there. We get to talk to the NBA and the Bulls. Uh, there will be a second half segment, second appearance segment. So I will be on probably around six thirty ish. But at the end of the day, man, it's exposure, and within that exposure, allows uh, the opportunity to continue to show what we've been putting the work to do. Um, not just what I've been doing with. In the scope column and in the scope podcast and the different uh, podcasts that we were running with war and the NBA talking, all of those good things. But what the website is doing, what we as a group have been putting in the work to do, um, it shows how dynamic we are as a group. Like we mentioned before, uh, Sid has been on the show before and with him contrib- contributing to the site with his NHL talk and everything, it shows how dynamic we as a group are. And I'm excited to be one of those people that's been um, asked to be a part of that journey. And I can't wait to see what guys like Ryan and my man Chris is on a podcast with us. And, and Kyle, you too, uh, to get your opportunities to go on the show as well and other shows around Chicago. Um, it just helps put our name out there. It shows the talent that we really have. And most importantly, shows what type of work we really put in to make at war as unique as it is. So I'm really excited to be able to be on that type of platform to display some of that. Yeah, and we're excited for you, man. And you know, it's been it's been great to see the progression and uh you know we it's it, we can't forget too uh you know the many times that D and Ken have gone on as D and Davis repping uh, us as well. So it's it's just a progression man and, and, and definitely a, a widening of our exposure and uh, Hopefully, our influence and everything going forward. So, uh, you know, definitely, we we know you're gonna do a great job tomorrow. You're gonna rep us right. I'm sure you're gonna you're gonna be looking clean. So, uh, yeah, just just uh, show out in the way that that we know you can, Josh. And uh, you know, good luck with that tomorrow. But um, as for now, we're gonna wrap up in the scope uh, for this week. As we said before, definitely read in the scope every week on WeAreRegalRadio.com and read Josh read Josh's stuff uh, from the past as well uh, and you know we got you know, say all the stuff is there for you for you to read on him he's written a lot of great stuff on 
the NFL in the past and Colin Kaepernick and social justice and all these all these things that are related to this subject that we talked about today. So if you want to get more in depth with that stuff, definitely Josh is a great source for all those things. And of course, Chris is a great source for all types of stuff too. <laughs> on uh, on WeAreRegalRadio.com, definitely read him uh, whenever you see his stuff come across the board. And um, yeah, read me whenever I I try to write. You know, I, I try I try. Uh, you know, I've written a lot, but you know, sometimes you just gotta lay back and let let your other guys shine. So uh, I'm glad to see that you guys have progressed in the way that you have, and that you guys have uh, done so much to offer more to for the site. You know, uh, it's it's been a long road, but we still got a long ways to go, and uh, that's uh that it makes me feel good to know that uh, we just got so much talent uh, around us. We you know we just got to make others see it. You know, so. That's uh that's war for you, man. That's war on anchor. That is in the scope. Uh subscribe to us on anchor or on any of your uh favorite podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, uh Google Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, uh yeah, whatever, man. Just uh whatever you see us, you know, know the brand is there, know that we the brand is strong. We gonna we gonna keep rocking with it. So uh but for Josh Hicks and Chris Pennant, this is Kyle Means once again, signing off. We'll holler at you.